0: welcome back. It's the first weekend of the year, and I think many people's focus naturally turns toward how they want to change or improve over the coming year. Whether it's making resolutions or reflecting on the past year and thinking of what they want to be different, they see the new year like a blank canvas to start fresh on and leave the bad parts of the previous year behind. For this very reason, it can also be a time of intense shame and insecurity for a lot of people. The new year can be nothing but a reminder of all the issues in their life they need to fix, all the ways they fall short of what they want. The fresh start can be overwhelming, like starting a new semester at college and getting syllabus shock once you see all the assignments you need to do over just a few short months. There can be a similar effect with the beginning of a new year, as you start to think about all the habits you want to change, how you want to eat healthier, exercise more, spend less time on social media, volunteer, advance in your career path, improve your marriage, learn a new skill, improve a skill you already have, meditate, read more, and on and on. Soon it can feel like there's just too much that needs to change. For some, it may be a month or two down the road after you've tried to do some of these things and seen how difficult they are and keep having to get around the obstacles that hold you back from conquering them as fast as you'd hoped. What's strange is that we assume the normal path should just be a straight line from where we are to where we want to be. It seems like everyone else just decides what they want, then they start moving toward it, and before long they have it. Then we try those same things, and nothing goes right or is planned. Then we can feel like there's something wrong with us, because we can't seem to fit into the expectations the world has for us. Consequently, our response is to hide or cover up parts of ourselves so we don't look different from everyone else. This is essentially what shame and insecurity are, feeling like there's something wrong with who you are, that you're inadequate or inferior somehow because you don't measure up, whether that's measuring up to your own expectation for yourself, or to other people, or to a perceived standard of what it means to be a person. Shame says we have less value because of the ways we fail or struggle or are different from the people around us. Thus, the power of shame comes from the way it attacks our identity rather than just our actions. If there's a problem with what we're doing, we can simply change or try again. But if the fundamental problem is me or who I am as a person, how do I fix that? If I am the problem, then do I even have the capacity to provide a solution? In response, we either try to change ourselves and chase an elusive level of perfection to prove we're no longer incomplete, or we put on a facade and pretend like the problem's not actually there. So what's the answer? How do we overcome this? Many people just keep working harder and harder at getting themselves together, convinced that one day they'll be good enough, all the while feeling completely insecure and trying to hide who they are so no one calls them out as a fraud. The real issue to be corrected though, is that we have a false picture of what it means to be a person. It's not that we aren't measuring up to where we need to be. It's that we're using the wrong measurements altogether. Here's what I mean. We often get this idea that the baseline for being a normal person is to be put together to not make mistakes to know the right answers, always have the best intentions, be competent, be like everyone else, be smart, be attractive, etc. Thus, we use those standards to measure ourselves against, and anytime one of them falters, it means there's something wrong, and we're actually an imposter. Even more concerning is we get this idea that this is what everyone expects of us. And if we fail in any of them, then we're not worthy of love or connection anymore. At the same time, there are successful people in every area of life and industry who talk about how they achieved everything they wanted and still feel incomplete. Or they still feel like an imposter and are expecting any moment for someone to come tell them the game's over and they have to leave. That they've been found out. All that to say... Success, achievement, or being better than others doesn't guarantee you'll actually be satisfied and move past insecurity. There's nothing wrong with those things or the people who have them. They just don't do anything to actually dispel shame and discontentment. The truth is, we're all incomplete and fall short of the perceived ideal, and there's not anything wrong with us for not being able to live up to that expectation. In reality, that actually makes us more like everyone else around us, not the opposite. Here's my take on how we should approach it instead. Start with the premise that we already have worth and value as a given. That we're each human with both incredible capacities and unavoidable shortcomings. That the baseline for being normal and worthy of connection is that you are imperfect and try and fail and are constantly in process never arriving at perfection. If this is the case, we can be honest when we fall short and actually work on doing better next time, because it doesn't paralyze us and make us feel like we're an anomaly or need to hide. We can try new things with enthusiasm because even if we fail, it doesn't change our worth or identity. This brings up the idea of vulnerability. Vulnerability and insecurity are opposites of each other in a lot of ways. Insecurity tells us to hide and protect ourselves, whereas vulnerability tells us to be open and authentic about our true self. This is why they also relate to the concept of having a holistic view of people and not oversimplifying. When we're insecure, we try to censor and hide parts of who we are. On the other hand, vulnerability is the courage to present a full picture of who we are, including the parts that may not seem as admirable or impressive. Vulnerability means presenting our whole self to others without trying to appear different than we actually are. It's incredibly difficult, though, because by definition, vulnerability means you're exposing yourself to risk. The other person can use the opportunity to kick you while you're down and make you feel even more shame for who you are. In most cases, though, I think others are incredibly thankful when someone is vulnerable because it allows them to feel safe to be vulnerable as well. Imagine it like this. Everyone's at a masquerade ball and holding up a mask to cover their face. Their assumption is that all the people around them have handsome and beautiful faces underneath. In reality, everyone's face is marred or disfigured So each individual is afraid to lower their mask and expose themselves, since they will be presumably mocked and berated by the beautiful people around them. But as soon as one person has the courage to expose their true face, it allows everyone else to see they're not actually alone and the perception they had about being the only one with a marred face was mistaken. The result is actually more connection and community being better understood and accepted by others, and more freedom to be your authentic self. This is so often the case with vulnerability. Our insecurity makes us believe that if we're vulnerable, then we'll be torn apart and exposed, alienated from the people around us because we don't fit in. So often, though, the exact opposite happens. It gives other people the courage to be vulnerable, too, and admit they're just like us. It creates deeper bonds and promotes better empathy. It's still a risk, nevertheless. There's no guarantee people will respond well. Maybe you've taken that risk before and been torn down or mocked for who you are and who you revealed yourself to be. In shame, you put the mask back up to your face, not knowing the people who mocked you are really just too insecure to reveal their own disfigured faces as well. Or maybe they've convinced themselves that the mask is actually their true face, so they're uncomfortable when they see others being vulnerable and don't want to admit to themselves that they're flawed too. As I said earlier, I think the key to overcoming the fear of risk, and even the times when it doesn't go well, is starting from a place of inherent worth that is not affected by your performance or what other people think. For me personally, I get this idea from my faith and spiritual beliefs. I believe God created all people with inherent worth, even though we all come short of perfection. Contrary to some, I don't think the answer is we need to perform enough good deeds or be moral to earn our way to be considered good enough. I still think it's important to improve and move away from what's bad or destructive to what's good, but I have a hard time understanding how anyone could get the idea from life or from the Bible that our goal is to be as good as possible in order to prove ourselves worthy. I think that sets you up for inevitable disappointment, shame, and hopelessness. So I count on what God's already done rather than my own performance as the basis for being worthy. That may not be your perspective, and that's fine. The main point is that we need to start from an understanding of worth and identity first. Because if your worth is contingent on your performance, then you'll constantly be insecure and afraid to lose it. Honestly, it's not easy to put this in practice though. Even if you understand and believe these things, it doesn't instantly get rid of insecurity. It merely provides an extra tool to address it and have more courage to be vulnerable. People can take a number of approaches to respond to insecurity. Some seek to prove how capable and important they are through achievement or charisma. Some have high levels of anxiety and are very meticulous about everything to avoid missteps or mistakes. Some cling to others and seek out attention and affirmation. In my own case, insecurity often causes me to refrain from taking action or at least from putting 100% into something, in order to avoid failure or judgment. I will only expose the best parts of myself, or censor everything of mine that I don't think is of the highest quality. I'm honestly really bad at vulnerability, and that's one reason I wanna do this podcast, as a practical way to grow and force myself to get better. It's pretty contrary to my nature, Even after releasing the first episode of this podcast, I felt a noticeable discomfort from the vulnerability of it. I was exposing a part of myself that I don't often share, plus I recognize the podcast is not especially impressive or remarkable. I'm sure many people will find it boring, or cringy or poorly made, or whatever else. And I'm a person that values what other people think and wants to fit in, so Doing anything that could make people think less of me takes work and feels uncomfortable. Many times my insecurity doesn't manifest itself in big glaring ways, but instead has more subtle effects on how I approach tasks or obligations. Several years ago, I was part of a small house church of a dozen or so people. And one of the things that we were working on figuring out for a long time was what to do about music and singing. We had a member that played guitar and led it for a while, but he was no longer part of the church. So for a while, we would just play recorded songs and sing along because there wasn't anyone in the church who played any instruments. I learned bass guitar growing up, but I didn't feel that was really something I could lead with by itself and still didn't have a super advanced understanding of music. Eventually, I decided to put in the time and learn how to play acoustic guitar so I could lead at least some basic songs and wouldn't have to sing along with CDs. One of my roommates had a guitar I was able to practice on, and after a few weeks, I got comfortable with some basic chords like G, C, and D, and I decided to jump in and give it a shot at church. I was still a novice and it was a little awkward for the first few weeks because I didn't always have much proficiency with strumming or with being loud enough so people could follow along. Probably the most lacking area was being confident with singing. I've never had any coaching or really been taught anything about singing, so I basically just wing it. On top of that, I was self-conscious about my voice and afraid to sing loudly. Thus, I would typically sing in a low octave and pretty quietly, so it wasn't great for leading other people, but I managed well enough to get by. I got to the point that I was leading each week, but there was always an element of timidity and restraint. I sang just loud enough to let you know what part of the song to sing along with, but tried to stay quiet enough that you couldn't really distinguish my voice. Likewise, I wouldn't strum the guitar too loud, so if I messed up a chord, it wouldn't be noticeable. You would think that this might motivate me to practice and learn more so I could become proficient and confident in my abilities. But in this case, it was actually the opposite. I just plateaued at a place of mediocrity, because getting better would mean practicing things outside of my current level of ability, which feels uncomfortable. It would mean trying and failing a lot while practicing in order to get better. When you're dealing with insecurity, that's not easy to do, and those failures can feel like more indications that you're just not good enough. Thus, I took a defensive approach of doing the minimum necessary to get by and meet expectations. Really, I suppose what I was doing was just eliminating as much discomfort as I could, There was a greater discomfort at first from needing to fill the need and fulfill expectations. So that motivated me to take on the smaller discomfort of getting to a baseline of proficiency. But soon, I had enough skill that I could fill the basic need, and so I stopped advancing from there. There was no longer a bigger discomfort to motivate me to keep enduring the discomfort of growing and learning so I hit a plateau and coasted with what was comfortable. That church eventually dissolved, and I joined another small church that had two talented musicians who were able to fill the music needs for each week. I was relieved to have a break from leading because I was still pretty insecure about it, especially comparing myself to them. I knew I couldn't play as well or sing as well, so I didn't want to volunteer myself and just have everyone see how far short I fell what they were used to. After a few months though, the main musician ended up leaving to take a worship pastor position at another church. Not long after, the other musician also left to invest more in a separate ministry he was already part of. So I was in a similar position of being virtually the only option for leading music now. I started leading and got good feedback from everyone. They were all very gracious and kind, even though... I know I wasn't on the same level as the previous leaders. I still carried the same insecurity and hesitancy, especially with my singing, and I'd give lots of disclaimers and caveats that I knew I wasn't very good, and little by little I started getting more confident, and I eventually came to an important realization. I had been justifying my hesitancy and insecurity by saying it was just a positive part of my personality and came from my humility, but I started to see that it was actually becoming a disservice to those around me. I was holding back from using my abilities confidently to benefit others because I was more afraid of what they might think of me than about how I can contribute something valuable to them. The realization allowed me to have more enthusiasm and confidence in the things I was doing, and not be so controlled by fear or shame. About two weeks after this, I was leading the songs again, and there was a noticeable difference. I played and sang with confidence, and didn't hold back. I did it with excitement rather than fear. There were several people who mentioned that there was something different, and that the music was especially meaningful that night. I felt more energized and confident afterward, and those around me enjoyed it more. But I hadn't gained any new skills or abilities over that time. I was capable of leading that way the whole time. The only difference was in my mindset and willingness to be just a little more vulnerable and expose more of who I was, believing it was actually something valuable and not something to be hidden. In feeling insecure and doubting myself before, I had ended up lessening the quality of what I was doing. I was surprised to find that I could actually sing better than I thought when I stretched myself and sang louder. But I was too afraid of failure to even try doing that before. In a sense, I was creating the very thing I was afraid of in my insecurity. I created a self-fulfilling prophecy of mediocrity. In large part, the thing that helped me push past the shame and insecurity was believing in the value of what I had. I had to get rid of the idea that my performance determined my value, and realize I already had something valuable to contribute, and all I needed to do is find ways to utilize it. That's why I think it's so important to understand and appreciate the richness and uniqueness of each person because we all have things that are important and beneficial to the world. Unfortunately, shame tries to tell us that those things are not actually valuable, or that if we do them poorly, then it means we're less important. I'm going to flesh this out more in the next episode, and look at how having a sense of purpose is so important for getting past the fear of vulnerability so be sure to check it out in two weeks if you're interested in hearing more about that. I will also continue to revisit the topics of shame, insecurity, and vulnerability from different angles in the future, since I've barely scratched the surface of what there is to say about them. In the meantime, I would challenge you to take a look at your own life, and examine whether there are any areas where you're letting insecurity keep you from being vulnerable, or from taking on the discomfort of growth. What parts of yourself are you trying to hide? Where are you letting fear keep you from contributing something meaningful to those around you? Simply becoming more aware of where shame and insecurities show up for you can make a huge difference in being able to choose vulnerability and living with more intentionality. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I hope you'll join me next time to look more at the topic of purpose and how it relates to vulnerability. See you then.